Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 21 91. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Take me out to the ball game, take me out with the crowd, buy me some peanuts and cracker jack, I don't care if I never get back, let me root, root, root for the home team, if they don't win it's a shame, cause it's one, two, three strikes you're out at the old ball game. Well, a player lockout threatened uh, to cancel games, uh, but thankfully that did not come to pass in the 2022 Major League Baseball season as well and truly now underway. The slate is wiped clean and theoretically everyone has a shot at the World Series, a title, of course, that the Atlanta Braves are looking forward to defending. It's an exciting time of the year for sports-loving Kiwis that have a passion for American codes. Postseasons come into play for the NBA and the NHL shortly after, but... Our focus today is on the baseball diamonds around America uh, principally and joining us now is former New Zealand Diamond Black uh, Ricky Piway. Ricky, good morning to you. Hey, how you doing, mate? I'm doing just great and it's great to talk to a guy who's uh, been part of the American baseball setup. Uh, so, so for you in particular, uh, Ricky, what are the memories of uh, your time around the, the minor leagues and, and, uh, uh, and the major league players, etc.? Yeah, I mean, it was pretty special for me in a sense that, you know, I grew up in Australia, I'm from New Zealand, um, you know, so we're on the other side of the world watching it from afar, and then at the age of 18, you know, flying over there at spring to, to go to spring training, so I mean, it's it's almost like Christmas for, for someone like myself or any sports fan, really, um, but I mean, it's such a, a pinnacle of sports, uh, professional sports and Major League Baseball that it's been been a bit um, hard to follow the, the recent um, lockouts and and things that are that are changing over there, but I mean, yeah, it's just it's such an amazing sport, such an amazing time of the year. Um, that spring when we, you know, we get going with the season, and then, you know, they give us a hundred, usually give us one hundred and sixty-two games to just completely immerse ourselves in it. Uh, Ricky, I love it. I, I love the sport. I love the stats around it. I love the history around it. But I, and I, I find it a very uh, cool game to watch on telly because it's portrayed very well. Uh, but I, I spend uh, the first week or two just trying to find out who's playing for who. I mean, you look at a guy like Freddie Freeman, who you <laughs> thought would be a lifer, a lifer with the Atlanta Braves. You thought he'd be there forever. And, of course, uh, he's spending time now uh, with the Los Angeles Dodgers. So um, it just it's one of those transient-type businesses, isn't it? It is, it is. I mean, Freddie Freeman was still a lifer, just like Pujols was a lifer with um, St. Louis, but there comes a time in, in all of their careers where 
being a lifer is detrimental to the club that you're playing for in you know in in finance terms. So it's understandable. You know, you are a commodity over there, and um, you know there's there's quite a lot of people playing the game that want to be playing at that high level, um, and that can. But um, yeah, I mean, lifers lifers usually start somewhere and then they'll go off at the, you know towards the end of their career, and and a lot of good good clubs will bring them back, like Pujols has gone back to St Louis. From a New Zealand point of view, or from a young Australian point of view. Ricky, is the pathway through the college system, is that pretty much the only way in, or can you get scouted on what baseball's been played uh, around the world? I mean, do scouts come to Australia and New Zealand? Yeah, absolutely. So um, back in she's 2004 when I was 18, um, they have what's called the MLB um, Australia Academy program, which um, back when I went, it ran for two months straight. Uh, you go and stay at the... the um, uh, Palm Meadows Resort down on the Gold Coast and they sent all the scouts that are in Australia or in the US down to that camp for the two months um, and that's where they send you know the top 100 players from Australia New Zealand and even Guam um, now you've got scouts that are based all around Australia we've got a, I used to scout for the Cincinnati Reds here in New Zealand um, there's a, we've got a scout for um, the Orioles and Dantan and now that we've got the Tuatara as well those coaches then act as scouts also so um, signing as a free agent is probably still the, um, the fastest way or the best way for a, 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 you know, a player to, to sign out of Australia and New Zealand but college is definitely the preferred path because it gives you four years of, of um, grinding experience before going into the professional circuit and getting, you know, getting burnt out. 2005, uh, Ricky, you signed for the Padres. So uh, you started your baseball uh, life in uh, the San Diego era, uh, area, of course. So mm-hmm. um, just tell us about the day you fronted up there and, and uh, you know, basically a realisation of a dream for a young kid coming from this side of the world. So... Tell, tell us about your impressions of, of the Padres setup, etc. Um, my impressions, it's it, it just back in my time, it was a lot different. So I've I've had the, the experience, or the, the I've been lucky enough to stay in the game um, post my career. So um, the way it was when I was younger is you you get there, um, you get to the field, and it's militant. It's you know you bust your butt from 6 a.m. until 6 p.m. at the field through spring training trying to make a team. Um, and, you know, it, it, it's almost overwhelming when you come come from, from down under because you don't play baseball every day. You, you, you train twice a week and you play once on the weekends and then you get there and you don't have a day off for 27 days. So it was pretty... Um, it was pretty crazy, and I mean, you'll love this. I actually missed the first two days of my spring training because of uh, jet lag. I slept through my alarm for the first day and didn't make it at all. And then um, the second day, I, they changed the um, the bus timetables, and I'd missed that as well. So I got there pretty late and ran out in the field when all 100 um, and and 20 odd uh, minor league players were in a huddle with the coaches. I I go running out of that particular time, so um, yeah, I got chewed up in front of everyone, which was quite fun. <laughs> Mate, uh, do you have a team now? Do you, you have an absolute standout must-win team? Uh, I don't, and it's because I've become a baseball fan as opposed to a team fan. So I grew up supporting the Braves because Greg Maddox, John Smoltz, um, Johnny Rocker, all those guys, those pitchers, those were my idols. So um, the Braves, or now the, the Guardians, I think it is, um, that, that was my team. No, sorry, not the Guardians, the Braves. Um, but... Now it's, you know, oh, when the Padres are playing someone I, I don't care for, then I'm going for the Padres. When the Braves are playing someone I'm, I'm not supporting, I go for the, the Braves. But um, ultimately, I'm more focused on particular players and how they're doing and, and particular games and how, um, how much fun they are to watch, really.
Baseball in New Zealand. Um, of course, uh, we have the Auckland Tuatara. That's our flagship team over here, uh, part of the Australian yep. League as well. So tell us about how baseball is uh, flourishing in New Zealand. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's come a long way in you know, in a short amount of time, which is awesome. I mean, we've got the greatest softball players in the world, so it just makes sense for baseball to, to take off because, you know, while softball's an amazing game on its own, it just doesn't have those pathways for, for our young men. Um, you know, it, it would be like if Stephen Adams played played netball instead of instead of basketball kind of thing, and, and you know, it's not to talk down of any sport because I love all sports just, just as much. But, um, yeah, it's, it's about getting those boys those opportunities and, and, you know, if it doesn't work out, for them then they can pop back but yeah baseball baseball's huge in australia and it's it's getting bigger here and we just need to to get out of this pandemic so we can we can run this abl season again so the numbers are there i mean the players coming through are there i mean i, I i'll give you an example for an example we're perceived as a summer sport uh, softball baseball perceived as mm-hmm. a summer sport up against cricket cricket numbers are um are not good in a lot of areas cricket numbers um are falling away that used to be our go-to sport. I mean, I can remember when softball was really strong with the BD Cup and all those particular tournaments. Mm-hmm. So, where does baseball fix into that? Fit into that summer mix now for kids? Um, it's still quite small, but what I've what I've noticed over the past kind of five to ten years is. I mean, you go into marketing and, and you're marketing to short attention spans. So the same goes for sports. So, you know, a sport like cricket, which you can play for, for five days or over the course of an entire day, the appeal's not there for the younger generation because they've, they've got this, this quick fix for dopamine in their phones and their, their gaming and their social media. So I think that's where it, cricket kind of gets hurt and softball and baseball will kind of, kind of take the, their stride. So um, you're an interesting candidate because, uh, you know, uh, you're in a position where uh, from a pitching point of view, uh, of course, uh, you might just play only uh, if you're in a major league baseball setup. You might just play one game every four or five. So uh, what's life mm-hmm. as a pitcher like as opposed to, say, a first base or a shortstop, whoever might, like, out of those 162 games, might, if they stay fit, play upwards of 150 of them, whereas a pitcher might play... I'm guessing around about uh, 30 games at the most until until the World Series or the playoffs. Yeah, it's very different. Um, I was lucky; I was a closer, so I'd I'd play, you know, majority of the games. I come in and I throw, you know, hopefully 10 to 15 pitches at the end of the game, and I'd do that um, daily with maybe you know two days on, one day off, kind of kind of thing. But um, you know, the pitcher's life is more about. You know, condition, prepare, practice through those four days on the rotation and then, you know, pitch on your fifth day. And there's a lot of time spent watching baseball as opposed to being in there playing it. So it, it can be quite grueling. And um, I've, I had a couple of issues through my, my, my first season where I was falling asleep in the in the, um, in the the bullpen and having water bottles and, and stuff thrown at me by coaches. So, uh, yeah, it can, it can get quite... Um, quite long and tedious but you know that's that's what you're there for and you become the the star of the show once you're on that mound so um you know it kind of equals itself out uh i just i just uh gotta ask you i know you haven't gotten a favorite team but would you have uh, a team at, at this early stage um uh one or two teams you think might be heading towards playoffs uh, world series just looking on personnel in particular as well yeah, yeah, I'd um, I'd be pretty keen to to keep an eye on on LA. LA is always going to be strong, um, but then you know Braves as well to back up a, a, a World Series. It'd be nice. So they'll be doing everything that they can, and obviously going off that momentum. But um, yeah, I've always been actually, and the Yankees, as much as I hate to say it, um, 
you know, they're always, always a team that you can see contending at the end of the season. That's a hell of a rivalry, isn't it? The Yankees and the Red Sox. Oh, isn't it? Isn't it? And that's a beautiful thing about baseball. Is there's so many of these rivalries. Um, the fans get into it. They they take it personally. Um, you know, a, a game can be different for for you as a player if you're on the road compared to home. So much so that it actually plays plays an effect as to how well you can play. So, um, yeah, it's it's amazing. And I mean, anybody that ever goes to America, I suggest you go to a baseball game, even if you don't like the game, just to just to experience the atmosphere and and how much the fans get into it. Been there, done that, absolutely loved it, Ricky. It was a hell of a night out for me. Uh, Thanks for your time, buddy, this morning. Uh, Great to get a little bit of an insight into uh, your career, uh, Major League Baseball and baseball in New Zealand. Thanks thanks so much. Uh, I appreciated it. I appreciate you having me. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.